Hey everyone, this is Coach Tall Guy with another episode of Coach Talk. In this episode, I talk about some attributes that make up a good coach. While being a good coach is very subjective, you know, like some people think uh, Bobby Knight is a great coach. Some people think Bill Belichick's a great coach. Some people think in the soccer world, Jose Mourinho's a great coach. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's a great coach. Uh, I will say, you know, all those coaches have something in common, um, which is winning a lot, but they also have a lot of other things in common. And other people might say that those coaches were horrible. But I do feel like there are some common things that all good coaches have. And I'm going to go through kind of my top 10 list of good things that coaches have. So use this list as just kind of ideas like, okay, yeah, I'm doing that. Or maybe I could do better there. Um, You know, how can I get better basically? So, and a lot of this comes from not only my years of coaching and being around and seeing numerous, numerous coaching styles. um, But also I reflect a lot on what did I enjoy as a player? Um, Who are some of my favorite coaches? Who are some of the coaches that I enjoyed? And it wasn't necessarily because we were winning a lot, but I just, I just enjoyed them as a coach. So one of the first things I think a coach has to have to be a good coach is they have to be organized. So you need to be able to come to a practice with a plan. You need to have a game day plan as well. Coaches who are organized, uh, it really shows because you can see that there's something going on. And just taking that piece of organization means to a player that, you know, you care about them and you care about the game. So being organized. Number two, which is huge, is uh, are you a good communicator? So communication, as we know, in relationships is huge and your work world is huge and we all have different communication styles. And I would say that most of you out there who have a lot of success, you will probably have a great communication style for whatever your industry is or wherever you're at. And that goes for coaching as well. And I think some of the best coaches um, are able to communicate. They're able to communicate to their players. They're able to communicate to their parents. Uh, At the upper levels, they're able to communicate to management, to the fans. Um, And they have that ability to adapt their communication style as well to the individual players. So uh, what always jumps out for me is a coach who who knows which players to push, how to talk to that player, um, knows which player to pull aside, knows which player to, you know, kind of give goals to. What I'm getting at is is that coach who says, well, this is how I communicate. That's how it's going to be. That that coach is going to struggle. They're not a great coach because, again, it's all about them. I appreciate coaches who can change up their communication style. They understand what age groups they're working with. They understand what genders they're working with. They understand what level of play they're at. Uh, So those coaches who understand those things. Um, and are able to relate to those players with their communication are fantastic coaches. Uh, Coaches who are knowledgeable, so that's number three, knowledgeable. Do you understand the game? Do you understand the game at the level that you're at as well? So obviously what you have to understand for a five-year-old is going to be way different than what you have to understand on a pro team. That also goes for different levels within the same age group. So 
our top team coaches, they need to be knowledgeable in different ways because their team will be able to do different things compared to like a second or third team coach. Nothing wrong with that, that they're in the same age group, but you also have to understand your level of play and where the players are at. So that knowledge piece is really important. Players also respect coaches who understand the game of soccer. So I've talked with many players who, you know, they're on good teams or on high level teams and they don't necessarily like their coach. And it's more of like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of buzzwords. Like feed me something that actually means something to the level I'm at. Don't just tell me to run harder. Like tell me what it is I'm doing wrong. Tell me where I can improve. So, you know, understanding that is big. Number four, a coach who shows joy and empathy. So I, I always love seeing coaches out there. You can just tell they, they enjoy being around the kids. They enjoy what they're doing. They enjoy the art of coaching. They enjoy teaching kids. They enjoy that team dynamic. And it shows. It shows on the sideline. It shows during practice. And it honestly, it shows with the kids too. You can see that they play with a more joyful attitude. And coaches who are empathetic. I've always appreciated coaches who you know, kind of, they can see when a kid's down or, you know, a kid feels like they can truly come to the coach and say, Hey, I'm going through some stuff right now and I'm not playing real well because of it. And that coach has the ability to be a good ear and relate and just not write it off. Like, well, what are you doing for me? We're not winning this game. I don't care that, you know, you're struggling in school or anything like that. It's all about winning. Uh, you know, players at the end of the day, they don't, they don't really appreciate coaches, who can't be empathetic uh, coaches who inspire and push players. So, you know, your recreational coaches, most of you, and you, if you're getting kids to come back week in and week out to practice into the games and they're enjoying it, you're, you're inspiring them. They want to be there. All right. And coaches who can kind of push players to get out of their comfort zone. And those players at first might be like, Oh, oh, oh but at the end of the day, a player is going to come back saying, I appreciate that that coach pushed me to be my best. So that's number five, inspire and push players. Number six is can you improve players? So, I mean, really, at the we want players to get better. <laughs> so if you see that players are improving, um, not only is that fulfilling for you as a coach, um, it's fulfilling for the player, too. Because at certain ages, like when they're really young, yeah, it's about just having fun going out there. But as they get older... They kind of notice, like, am I actually getting better? And that's something you can tap into as coaches. Is the team improving? I mean, I've seen some coaches who have moved teams up year after year in the competitive league. Like, to me, that's you're doing something right if you continue to, you know, get promoted year after year. Uh, so, you know, are we inspiring and pushing players to get better? Are we improving players? So number six, are those players really improving? Number seven, you know, are you creating a positive atmosphere for your team? So good coaches create a team dynamic where the players play hard for one another. They enjoy being at practice. Um, they're not, you know, bullying each other. They're, uh, you know, they may not always be friends off the field, but more often than not, if you create a positive atmosphere you're going to create a lot of friendships within the team that will extend not only from the team but outside of the team as well so you can see real quickly teams that have a good coach have this positive atmosphere around them uh good coaches also number eight they're they're humble 
all right uh they're not you know taking credit for all the wins uh you know yeah as a coach you're part of that but the reality is the players are the ones competing they're the ones who are going to win or lose the game coaches going to help them with that but i've seen many coaches who take way too much credit for their team's success and uh you know and sometimes it's like frustrating to hear them talk because it's like wow you already have like you know 20 of the best kids in the state and you're so pumped up but i mean reality is like you got the best athletes like stay humble um you know don't take too much credit for all the wins you know enjoy it but really it's about the players so being humble nine uh coaches who are committed to learning so i think this is a big one um you know, we have a lot of volunteer coaches at the rec level who, you know, I mean, you guys are saints. Like you just, you volunteered, you, your kid wants to play the game and you may have never played any soccer or you might not have played whatever sport they're in. But I've seen so many rec player or coaches who, you know, they didn't have a lot of knowledge of the game, but they were committed to taking advantage of things like podcasts, YouTubes, um, coaching materials, talking to directors, watching games. And those coaches, you just see it. They are just, uh, wow, their teams are rocking. They're improving because they came in with the right mindset um, that they wanted to learn something about the game to do right by the kids. Uh, Where on the other side, I've seen numerous coaches who they've played the game of soccer and they might have even played at college or pro level. And then they come in and think they're going to, you know, crush it coaching. But they don't know the art of coaching and they're not able to relate to the players and they really struggle. And honestly, the players don't really enjoy playing with them um, because they just sort of got to that point of like, they're not committed to learning anything new. And I would say the best coaches, even at the pro levels, they're constant learners. They're taking, taking data, working through it. They're watching other coaches. They're learning. They're just always learning. They don't have this ego of like, well, I know it all. There isn't anything that I could possibly learn that's different. So number nine, you know, if you're committed to learning, that's a sign of a good coach. And last but not least, you know, number 10, uh, players, they want to play for you. Like at the end of the day, uh, particularly on the rec side, if you got kids coming back and full You've done something right as a coach for sure. They want to be there because they want to play with their not only their friends, but they they enjoy playing for you as well as a coach. Um, parents see that, and uh, particularly in the youth game, they feel like, man, this coach is a great role model. This coach is encouraging. My kid is excited to come to practice, regardless of the level that they're on. Um, they enjoy being around that coach. And I think that that's always a sign of a coach who, you know, when parents and players are saying, yeah, we want, we love our kid to play for that coach. Uh, you know, that's, that's something good. So I, you know, this is just kind of a, a, I could go on and on and on about, you know, attributes of a good coach, but, you know, take these 10, uh, kind of run with it, you know, do a little mental check, you know, are these some of the things and, you know, it's okay if you're not hitting on all 10 cylinders, so to speak. Uh, there's always, like I said, room for improvement as a coach. Uh, but these are some things that if you're doing a majority of these things, kids are, are going to love playing for you and you should feel very good as a coach um, about what you're doing. And I just hope that you guys understand that culturally, it's so easy to say like good coaches are just coaches who win. 
And I think that that that's so like uh, how to like low hanging fruit, you know, like, of course, kids want to win. But there are many, many coaches out there who might win a lot of games, but their players hated playing for them. They did not enjoy it. And then they leave the game with kind of a foul taste in their mouth of like, yeah, we won a lot, but man, my coach was a total jerk. Um, I did not enjoy that experience at all. So, and on the recreational side in particular, there's no way, shape or form is like the measurement of a good rec coach. Like they won all their games. Um, that's, that's just part of, of a much bigger picture. So go out there, you know, be organized, communicate, show some knowledge, uh, show joy and empathy, inspire your players, push them, always focus on trying to improve them, you know, create that positive atmosphere for your team, stay humble, uh, be committed to just trying to grow your craft as a coach. And at the end of the day, players will want to play for you. Hope this helped you guys out. Uh, This is Coach Tall Guy. Uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.